tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. Man, that was mighty yeah. slow. Joining me as no. always, the man, the myth, the legend, everyone's favorite intern, Xavier Guerrero. What's up? And then the intern to the intern, the lowest of on the power roll here. Uh, to know him is the level. Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard, how are you? This, boy, I, this was a long one today. I really enjoyed it, a, but it was long. Dude, we, have a, we, we had a great podcast today. Uh, and it was with the director, uh, and he's an author director, and he did the awesome movie, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, Bart Sabrell. I enjoyed it. And we go deep. We talk to the moon, and then we just start going deep. And it he's an OG weird. of this too, dude. He's, uh, like, I mean, he's I, I, an OG. He's, he was like one of the first conspiracy videos I ever watched. Was his shit, man. No, I, I love having them on. And my favorite part is when you have people on the show, they're like, I'm going to get a little weird here. You're like, okay, I don't think you know where you are. Yeah, bring it. You're in the weird zone, bro. Yeah. That's you got weird. You got yeah, weird. Not weird, but it's nothing we haven't talked about before. Oh, on yeah. the show. It's definitely, dude, I like to get weird. While everyone else is starting to dip their toes in the world of conspiracies, in the pool of conspiracies, this show goes deeper than any other show we're the deepest show the deep shows bro deep shows so deep so deep we put that ass to sleep guys a lot of great things are going on a lot of great things if you want to see me live i got shows coming up dog i got shows in different area codes this friday night i am going to be in Bisbee, Arizona, that's March 25th, two shows. Tickets are finally starting to move. And then March 26th, okay, I am in uh, Tucson, Arizona. Again, tickets are moving. Go grab your tickets now. Those are great. Then I got a week off. And then the week, uh, April 28th, El Paso, Texas, the Tim Fall Hat Comedy Night is coming live April 8th. Is the El Paso? We're at we're at a rodeo center for Tim Fall Hat with Eddie Bravo, Xavier, myself, and our good friend Reed Becker. And then on the April 9th is Corpus Christi, and we're doing two shows there. Uh, uh, we're uh, both those nights in Texas. There is a stand-up comedy show, then a Swarm Tank. Grab your tickets now. And then I am going to be in Vicksburg. Fredericksburg, Virginia, and then Baltimore, Maryland, back to back, back to back. That's April 22nd and 28th. Go to samtriplee.com for all of your tickets needs. I'm coming near you, bro. I'm coming near you. Come get weird. A lot of great stuff going on over at Rockfin, R-O-K-F-I-N.com. Just go to Tim Fall Hat, Zero, Conspiracy Social Club, We Don't Smoke the Same, Broken Sim, all that, $10, is the best deal on the internet. You will never get a better deal on the internet. 
the other day, the zone just hit me up and they're like, yeah, we're increasing our, our, our cost. Uh, we're going from nine 99 to 20 bucks. Not on. Whoa. Yeah. Like they just like, are you not on uh Rockfin, our own. You get so much content. All your favorite people are on there. And we talk about everything you want to hear. <clears throat> we have some great comedians coming. It's a wonderful place. And all you have to do is go to Timfall Hat, go to rockfin.com slash Timfall Hat, rockfin.com, uh, Broken Simulation, rockfin.com, uh, uh, Conspiracy Social Club, any of those, grab them. And you can also check out uh, We Don't Smoke the Same on there. If you want yep. T-shirts, we, ha- we have T-shirts. Go to timfallhatt-shirts.com conspiracy dare all of them are there grab your grab your shirts now it's a great way to support the show if you're looking for free a lot of people keep asking me about the telegram a lot of people keep asking me about how do i get on the telegram we're over we're at about 2700 people on the telegram just go click just go click tfh is only conspiracies on telegram and join it's uh, yeah we're over two 2,700 this, our goal, and there's 190 people on there right now. Our goal is to get to 10,000. It is like-minded dude. There is so much content being put on there. Again, you just go to, uh, if you want to go to t-shirts, click the banner. You want to go to telegram, click the banner. If you're looking for free audio, I put out so much free audio. Broken Sim, Tim Fall Hat, Cash Daddies, Punch Drunk, Union of the Unwanted. Then I have, I have episodes from the Vault of my some of my Rockfin shows. Zero is fire. Zero is fire lately. Go check it out. And then Conspiracy Social Club, which is the number one subscription show on Rockfin, by the way. When they just announced that. And then uh, I have, so just go check it, listen, give a five-star review, check it out. We don't smoke the same. How's that going? It's going. We got a show April 16th live in Riverside. So if you're part of the swarm, pull up. We're going to get high smoke at Chili's Bar. So it'll be a fun time. Johnny Broken Sim, how's that going? Uh, yeah, we just dropped one. It was, uh, you, you, the video is coming soon. You can check it out on Rockfin right now where you show your ass. But yeah, the audio is out right now. Yeah, I do show my ass because I lost what ass. Wait, what ass? Yeah, I saw. Yeah. I saw no farting ass. I have no ass because I've been fast. He's like a two-dimensional figure. He turns to the side and he just disappears. You know? <laughs> yeah, my ass is gone. So go check out Broken Sim. It has a four point nine rating. Look at that! It's killing it. You I'm also give us the uh, amazing story. Two amazing stories. One about you going to jail, and then the other, the most incredible car theft, non-car theft story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> It's a true story. Yeah. Johnny, are you worried I'm going to run no. out of stories? Dude, I am not. I'm loving, no. I'm loving your guys' review. Skinny guys do have big dicks. I agree with that one. Yeah. Well, that, mean, was my, that was my theory. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's true. It's true. 10 inches of power, dude. And all the ladies are like, yeah, my boyfriend, he weighs 100 pounds. He's got and 90 pounds of that is his dick. So Joe, go join that. Uh, yeah. And then if you want to listen to me all the time, you want to listen to any of my shows. I have a 24 hour radio station on samtriply.com. Anything you need, Sam Tripoli, just go to samtriply.com. It will take you there. All right. Uh, this is a great show. Did I miss anything, guys? No. No. 
Well, you know, if uh, this is a banger, this is what the kids call a banger, man, a banger. Enjoy it. We get weird, bro, on the way to the moon. Enjoy this episode. Go deep, homeboy. Open your mind. All right, guys, uh, let's get into it. Very excited to have this next gentleman on. Uh, he was supposed to be on the, yesterday, but he made it today. So I'm very excited about it. he's kind of world famous. Uh, I'm excited to talk to him about the we'll call it the incident that everybody knows him by. I'm very excited to have him on. We've had already had a wonderful conversation and uh, it's going to be great. Please welcome to the show. He is a, a filmmaker, a writer, investigative journalist. He produced TV shows, documentary, music videos, TVs, all sorts of stuff. The man is in it to win it. Please welcome Bart Sibrell. How are you, brother? I'm doing good, Sam. How about yourself? Honored and privileged. A little, I was under the, you know, I won't because I'm like, I'm Armenian Italian. So I'm part Wolverine. I got a little Wolverine <laughs> in me. So I was a little bit down at the beginning of the day. And now I feel like a million bucks, bro. Yeah, because so, now um, the moon's out. That's why the moon. Yeah, the moon is mm. out, brother. So we're very excited to have you on for those uh, that listen to show may not be familiar with you and all the wonderful stuff you've done. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where our listeners can find you? Well, my name is Bart Sabrell, and my website is just my last name, Sabrell, S as in Sam, I, B as in boy, R-E-L, Sabrell.com. And you can get a copy of Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list, which is the backstory of the infamous film, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, and Astronauts Gone Wild, which exposes, unfortunately, the fact that the moon missions were indeed falsified. I absolutely love a funny thing happened on the way to the moon. I love all of it, all of it. And I just dude, there's that scene where you, the lighting through the window and then you reveal what it really is. It's like, I mean, it is mind blowing and it just reveals so much. So about what really happened on the moon. And it's so funny because like I'm good friends with a guy named Jimmy Dore and like Jimmy's a super progressive and he's, but he's slowly coming to like this kind of herd in the middle of, of people across the political spectrum are starting to notice that things aren't what the mainstream media is talking about. And I've, uh, isn't really what they're, they're, they're telling us the reality. And so I, I, I've been doing some of his shows lately and it's so funny because when he first used to come on this show, he used to yell like, oh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. They're calling me a conspiracy theorist. And I'd be like, I'm in the room. You know, I can hear you. Uh, but now the stuff that he's starting to talk about, I go, I, I fast forward five years. He'll be talking about how the moon landing was fake because uh, I totally believe in that. And uh, so long story short, I'm very excited to have you on. And thanks for coming on the show. Uh, where do you want to start? Let's start with you and where your journey begins. Well, I was four years old at the time they claimed to have walked on the moon asleep stealing in candies yes uh, well not until one o'clock in the morning <laughs> and uh so uh i heard about it because my father was in the air force as an officer and he got kind of like a vip package of 12 by nine color prints about 20 of them of a, the alleged first mission on the moon so i had them up on my bedroom wall as a cherished gift and so i saw them for 10 years every day from the age of four to 14, that would be 3,650 times. And then as a 14 year old, I saw a gentleman by the name of William Casey, 
who worked for Rocket Nine, a contractor of NASA. Most of the people who worked on Apollo were contractors, not NASA employees. And he had top security clearances because he would edit the classified memos going from the Pentagon to Von Braun and back to correct their grammar to make them look a little more educated than they really were. And he saw a memo from Von Braun that told the Pentagon, look, guys, to go to the moon on the first attempt with 1960s technology is a one in 10,000 chance. And so Kennedy had basically made this boast that was biting off more than he could chew. He said after the United States simply put a man not even orbiting the Earth, he flew up for 15 minutes from like the East Coast to the West Coast. And then Kennedy, three days later, as a visionary, says, hey, let's go to the moon by the end of the decade when they can't even go today. And so at some point they decided to fake it like a bluff in poker. And we have a gentleman that's only disclosed in the book, Moon Man, which is at sabrell.com. And he confessed on his deathbed that he was there standing beside President Johnson, June 1st, 2nd and 3rd of 1968 at a military base in the United States while they filmed Apollo 11 on the ground a year in advance. And that a co-worker of his was murdered to keep it a secret. And as he was dying, he told his, uh, you know, story and gave me a list of the 15 names of people who he was allowed into this hangar in order to eyewitness the fake moon landing. We have that list. We have the code name of the project. We have the location where it was filmed and we have the dates where it was filmed. And that is only in the book and it's only just come out. Hey guys, I want to tell you about our new friends at Fume. That's right. Are you looking to quit cigarettes? Well, we got, we got a all natural way to make that happen. That's why Fume is a natural inhaler designed for a better, safer, and natural way to quit cigarettes. Okay. If you're quitting is hard, I know that. Well, guess what? Fume is here to help. Okay. It is a no smoke, no vape, no nicotine replacement for a hand to mouth habit of smoking. Fume is made of 100% Canadian maple and uses cores infused with plant oils to curb cravings. They have flavors like peppermint and conquer with minty notes to simulate menthol cigarettes and other flavors like lemon berry bliss for a sweeter experience. And all of their flavors are 100% natural, no harmful chemicals, no artificial flavors, and absolutely no nicotine. Okay. Quitting is tough, but fume really can help. They've got thousands of five-star reviews from smokers who have tried everything else, and this worked, okay? Listen, I have people in my life that would love to stop quitting. Quitting is smoking is so hard, and fume is the product that can make it happen, okay? Whether you're a smoker or an ex-smoker who still struggles with craving, fume is the perfect tool for you. Okay, it's time to create positive habits and quit naturally with fume. Okay, and we're here to make it easier right now. If you had to breathe fume.com slash tinfoil and use the promo code tinfoil, you you're going to save 10% off your entire order. You're going to save on cigarettes. You aren't buying and save on your initial purchase of fume. That's 10% off your entire order when you head to B-R-E-A-T-H-E-F-U-M dot com slash T-I-N-F-O-I-L and use the code TIMFOIL. Uh, well, I 100% believe in everything that you're talking about, uh, obviously, because you, you have the documents, right? But 
I mean, when you just start looking into the, the people involved with NASA and, and like the quote unquote founding fathers of NASA and how none of them are like from any organization that seems normal. Maybe Disney is. But then when you take a look at like who really Walt Disney was, you know, Jack Parsons, Satanist, you know, Von Braun. We've just had a whole show talk about Von Braun and how like, you know, Huntsville, Alabama has a literal arena named after Von Braun, which nobody talks about ever. And so everybody thinks Houston's where a lot of stuff went down. But Alabama is where a lot of the chaos that NASA causes goes down because nobody's looking at Alabama. Everyone's over there. Oh, look at Houston. It's really, it's really cool. Cool. Houston. Why nobody's looking at Alabama. The only thing coming out. Yeah, of I've been, I've been to their space museum down there a few times and to their archives. And when I asked them to show me simply a photograph of the most famous man in the world, Neil Armstrong on the surface of the moon of a still picture during the greatest event in human history, they couldn't find one because there aren't any. If you can imagine there are no still pictures of Neil Armstrong standing on the moon, the most famous person in the greatest event in human history. There's not a picture of him doing it. They're TV images, which was somebody else. And they have a 16 millimeter camera allegedly on the lunar module. And those, that was a stand in as well, because that was filmed at this particular military base. So the excuses is that, uh, he was taking the pictures and therefore he's not in them. However, I think if you're going to the moon for the first time and there's radiation, micrometeorites, a temperature difference of 500 degrees between light and shadow, you might want to have a backup camera. Otherwise, there's no images if the thing gets dropped. And so, but the point is he didn't want his picture to be taken, just like he doesn't want to give interviews. So I started uncovering all this stuff at the age of 14 and went back to those pictures on the wall and started thinking, you know, yeah, there's a lot of things that don't make sense. I had the original pictures from it and you can see these, if you can find them off of eBay or find a library book from 1970, the soil originally was this caramel brown color. And then the background landscape was kind of like a bluish gray. So you could see pretty clearly uh, the fake backdrops. Now the ones that NASA has now, the backdrops are blue and gray and the soil is blue and gray. But if you see the probes from China, you'll notice that the soil is brown, you see. So that's one thing to indicate that the Chinese rovers are real. So when I started seeing these things, it kind of planted a seed in my mind. Now let's go forward another 10 years to 24 years of age. I'm a filmmaker and I'm editing one day for the guy who produced the TV show. I saw as a 14 year old with Bill Casey on it saying we didn't go to the moon. It's kind of been bothering me for 10 years. Like, do you remember that guy in your show who said we didn't go to the moon? He said, no, but call the San Francisco production office and they'll tell you. So I called them up and they said, you know, Mr. Sabrell had you called a few days later we wouldn't be able to tell you because we're deleting all 10 year old files to make room for a newer project. So I called up Bill Casing. He explained, you know, that he was a firsthand uh, eyewitness of the incapability of going to the moon. And he suggested as a filmmaker, I do a documentary about it. So I took off about six months of study and found out that the Soviets were much more advanced. They spent five times the amount of hours in space at that time in history there uh, were basically no interviews given by two of the three participants, except on anniversaries. And the administrator of NASA resigns right before the first mission, like he didn't want to have anything to do with it. 
And I'm like, you know, there's at least a 25% chance that they faked it. And seeing how that could be true and seeing how that would involve the deep state CIA, whatever you want to call them, I turned down the project for fear that if it were true and I start overturning these rocks, it could be dangerous. So I turned down the project and another five years go by, another client said, hey, I'll get one of your scripts to a famous Hollywood producer if I do them a favor. I said, what's that? They said, read the Bible. They were a Christian musician. So I picked up the one-year Bible, started reading June 3rd, 1989. I think the day the gentleman stood in front of the tanks in China. And five years go by, and I've read the Bible five times from cover to cover. Now, I wasn't a Christian. However, I did solidify my belief in God my belief in right and wrong, and my belief in a judgment to come. And I said to myself that if they did not go to the moon, that's actually more profound than if they had actually gone. I mean, let's say they could plant a flag on the nearest celestial body and come back and live to tell about it. That's significant. But if they lied about it, murdered people, embezzled $200 billion and lied to encyclopedias and colleges, that's more historically significant than if they'd actually gone. And to me, it also seemed like there was a spiritual message in this. That's why a funny thing happened on the way to the moon opens up with scripture where there is pride, you know, about not admitting we couldn't go to the moon. There is disgrace. Everything concealed will meant to be revealed and let us build a tower that reaches to the heavens so we may boast among the nations. That was about the Tower of Babel, which was never finished. Then we showed the Titanic that had the audacity to say in advertising the ship that God himself could not sink. And we know what happened there. And then Tricky Dick Nixon, when he knew they were not on the moon, said putting a man on the moon was the greatest event since creation itself. So it seems to me there's a thread here, a spiritual message And I figured, you know, Sam, I'm going to die anyway. And if they didn't go to the moon, it's an important truth that mankind needs to know it's worth dying for. And if I'm going to die, I might as well die for a just cause. So I changed my mind and I called up Bill Casey and he said, great, we were financed. These films cost a million dollars and we were financed by a board member of an aerospace company that built rockets for NASA, who knows the moon landings are fake. So we started the seven-year project. A funny thing happened on the way to the moon. When it was done, or close to being done, we found what I call the secret tape. Pop it in. It says, do not show to the public on the screen. And it's one special effect shot for an entire hour unedited of them pretending to be halfway to the moon with a one-foot model of the Earth and a third track of audio of the CIA telling them to create a fake radio delay so that they appear to be farther worth from the, than they really were. It's crazy. Yeah. And when I saw that, that was the, you know, the the epiphany for me. I'm like making sure I'm seeing it correctly. Is this what I think it is? Is this the window? Is this really a one foot model of the earth? And it is. And the lights come up and you see it's just the model of the earth that they're claiming is floating in space. And I'm thinking, okay, let me get this straight. (laughs) They're faking being halfway to the moon. That's clear. And the thing is dated two days into the flight. So I'm like, well, if they're faking being halfway it means they can't go halfway, which means they can't go. And if they all had identical equipment, if the first mission's equipment can't leave Earth orbit, then none of them did, which means they never went. And what a surprise, 50 years later, they still cannot leave Earth orbit. So what they're really claiming... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold yeah, on. go ahead. You, you're dropping a lot of uh, things here. So 
When you say that 50 years later, we still can't leave the orbit. But I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. You think China got on the moon? Well, no, they sent an unmanned probe. Okay. So one of the reasons of many that they can't go to the moon is because of a radiation field that surrounds the Earth that most people don't even know exists. It's called the Van Allen radiation belt named after the discoverer. Basically, every single mission, space mission, is around 250 miles, including the current space station. However, going to the moon, you'd have to leave Earth orbit. Now, starting at 1,000 miles up and extending as much as 30,000 miles, you know, so this radiation belt is 30,000 miles thick. You'd have to go through it to reach the moon. It's 30,000 miles thick, this, this radiation belt. That starts at 1,000 miles up. So every mission in the history of spaceflight has been well below the radiation, except going to the moon. So you'd have to go through it to the moon and back. So you can x-ray a toaster a thousand times and it'll still make toast. So you can send unmanned probes through it, but you x-ray a human a thousand times and they're probably going to die. And so we even have NASA admitting, and the book is interactive. The book at sabrell.com has 15 clips. You read a chapter, it says stop, watch this video clip so you know what I'll talk about next. We have NASA admitting that the radiation belts are dangerous and that the technology for an astronaut to survive going through them has yet to be invented. So then exactly how did they go to the moon? So when I call up NASA to talk to the guy, they say, well, he doesn't give any interviews anymore since he put his foot in his mouth. And I said, well, you know, that that unmanned probe you sent into the radiation belts, you know, at that time a year earlier, why don't you please send me those Geiger counter readings? They had two different types of Geiger counters on board. And they said, well, those radiation readings are classified. And I said, well, wait a minute. It's just a part of nature. When you send a probe to the sun to measure its temperature, the temperature wasn't classified. When you send a probe to Jupiter to find out how much helium is in the atmosphere, the amount of helium is classified. So why would this part of nature, just the amount of radiation surrounding the Earth, why would that be classified? Unless, of course, revealing it proves they could never possibly go to the moon, which the guy already admitted because he said it was dangerous and he said the technology to survive going through it has yet to be invented. So they already admitted it once. If they release crazy. the Geiger counter readings, they'll be admitting it a second time. Do you use the Freedom of Information Act? Is that what you use to try to get this information? Actually, a source at NASA <laughs> suggested I do that. And by the time we got those readings, they were all you know made up and altered and using Orwellian doublespeak to hide the fact. Uh, nevertheless, we have them admitting on camera a NASA employee by the name of Kelly Smith, admitting that the technology for an astronaut to survive going through them has yet to be invented. Now, if it's yet to be invented, then that means the Apollo missions were fraudulent. That's what it means. So that's why they don't want to release the accurate Geiger counterings. People don't realize it's all the, all the proof that they have to claim they went to the moon is a fuzzy black and white picture, which is so bad, could have been in shot in someone's backyard with a spotlight. And then they have numbers on a computer screen. I mean, at the heart of mission control, I show, and a funny thing happened on the way to the moon, this little dolly shot going by all the computers one minute before they go to the moon for the first time. And they're all kicked back watching television like the rest of the world. A guy at the console at the time admitted afterwards, he can tell no difference whatsoever between a simulation and a real flight. They're just a bunch of numbers. So when they say 
they're a thousand miles from the surface of the moon and descending. There's no way to prove that. It's just numbers on a screen going down. They, they ran a computer program to rehearse the moon landing, and that's all they did during the real Apollo flights, because the guy admits he can tell no difference. And so that's, if you want to talk about, depending on what platform this is being uploaded to, the current event that's been going on for the last two years, those are just numbers also. So many people have died. So many, uh, you know, people are infected, whatnot, whatnot. Those are just numbers. I called NBC. I said, look, you, you're, you're telling the world that 450 people at this, you know, company were infected. I said, did you talk to any of them? And they said, no, we just repeat the numbers the government tells us. That's journalism. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. you are 100% correct. And you also are talking about, uh, you know, these, these, People, we like to call them lizard people here, but, you know, whoever they are that run these things, what you're talking about <clears throat> is that they're running simulations before the quote unquote event happens and that they often use a lot of the filming of the simulation as footage of the situation that went down. I mean, you can go through so much stuff. I mean, if we even take a look at like um, you brought up COVID. You know, a, a big part that kicked that whole thing off was those Chinese people falling down. And then they use that to create manifest to manifest for us to think this giant uh, this plague is coming and everybody just played ball. So when you talk about them doing that, when, right when you said that they were running these fake scenarios, uh, I said, yeah, that's what they do. That is their game plan. They ha they run fake stuff. They film everything and. If they, let's say, run the event for real and they don't get a certain shot, they already have it through the through the uh, simulations they ran before. So this is their game plan. One hundred percent. Hey, everybody. Our sponsor today is Super Speciosa. Their Kratom is just the kind of thing the government was battling to keep out of your hands. And that tells me it probably should be in your hands. Kratom is an all-natural herb related to the coffee plant, which has been used in Thailand for centuries. Kratom helps energize your mind and relax your body. It just helps you feel good without feeling impaired. Super Speciosa has only one ingredient. That's pure Kratom leaf. All of Super Speciosa's batches come with certified lab reports so you know exactly what you're getting. It can even give you an energy boost in the morning as a coffee replacement or help you wind down and relax after work. For beginners, it's recommended that you start with capsules because they're easy to use. We would like to also suggest the Green MD strain. It's one of the most popular strains, and it's actually their best-selling item. If you don't like the way you feel, you can get your money back, guaranteed. Heads up, guys, the code we're about to give you can be used again and again. They recently made a change, so you can come back for the same discount over and over. Try Kratom now and get 20% off. Go to getsuperleaf.com slash Sam and get 20% off with the promo code Sam. That's getsuperleaf.com slash Sam and use the promo code Sam for 20% off. I don't remember if we talked about God or the belief in good and evil or whatever, but basically... The reason that I've come across over and over again, Sam, that people just can't accept that the moon landings are fake when they are indeed fake, is that our government wouldn't lie about such an important thing. Now, they, they admit John McNamara admitted that the Gulf of Tonkin incident, which led to the beginning of the Vietnam War, the fog of war, which which uh, led to the death of a million people. They just made that up. 
So I think if they're willing to kill a million people needlessly, they're willing to fake a TV picture. And what they fail to see, because without a belief in God, you have no concept of good versus evil. And without that, you assume that uh, Trump, Biden, whoever, they're good people looking out for our best. When in fact, the opposite is true. The people who run the world are liars. So whatever they say, generally the opposite is true. I mean, look at it. Our national heroes are astronauts who walked on the moon. Our national heroes are liars. And so if they vilify somebody, that's more than likely a good person. And if everyone thinks this person is great, then they're probably an evil person. I mean, that's just the way that it is. And the thing to take into account as we're in the alternative media that I learned from this last little two year experiment is that they they're actually two lies. Now, 75 percent of the public admits that Oswald did not kill Kennedy, 75 percent. And then 50 percent say that those buildings, they agree with the architects and engineers, 3,000 of them, that say it's impossible for them to go down by a pinhole airplane going through it, not to mention Building 7, which half the world doesn't even know about. Building 7, Yeah, and then now 25% of people under 30 say they think the moon landing is fake. So we have 25% of most Americans think the most outrageous conspiracy theory of all, which is that the moon landings are fake. So when they have a lie about, you know, the C word, they really have to have two lies. They have one lie for the three quarters of the people who are sleepwalking. And they also have to have a lie for that incredibly large 25% who is four times more vocal, 10 times more vocal. So it's, my belief about this past event, they have the lie for the sleepwalking people, which is, you know, it came from a bat. Then they have a lie for the other people. Oh, let me tell you a little secret. It's from a lab. If if it were real, and obviously I can talk about it oh, more on the platform. Oh, snap. If, 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 it, deep, dude. if it were real, if it were real, then they wouldn't be faking PCR tests and calling people oh. who died in a motorcycle wreck of a COVID death. So it has to be fake more than I mean, COVID technically is real, uh, but if any of it was real, they wouldn't have to fake PCR tests and they wouldn't have <laughs> to fake deaths. So the whole bat escape from a lab thing, I think, is a, is fake. Also, there's one lie for the sleepwalking public, one lie for the very vocal 25 percent of the population who has alternative media followers. And that's a large group. And like I said, they're at least four times as vocal. So the well, what you're talking is- about, Bart, is something uh, I, that I learned about called nonlinear warfare. And what it is, is this is an old Russian propaganda thing where they basically feed both sides of the argument, what uh, information, money, funding. Uh, they, they promote certain people that will and information that will uh, cause a divide. So nobody ever comes together on anything. Well, that's it. It, And people are starting to realize, you know, when I when I um, when you know, so I've been studying this stuff. uh, You know, I've had a discussion a couple days ago with someone I love uh, about the PCR test and, the you know, the C we talk about on the show, the CDC basically said that they have to discontinue the test that everybody's using in December. Now that they're done with it. (laughs) Yeah. But then the FDA came out and I can send you the, I I got the documents and I've told everybody it's on page 41 where it says that the CDC had never isolated the virus enough 
to they didn't have any isolated virus to create the test to test for covid right there yeah. should be over but yeah i tell people that even conspiracy theorists i tell this and their heads kind of locked down because i think they think you're opening a pandora's box because even it's easy to question the things that we like to question but then when we start asking the real hard questions like how much of what we believe is a complete lie that gets into, do I have to question everything? And for me on this show, I say question everything, including what's coming out of my mouth, what's coming out anybody else on the show's mouth, do your research, check it out. This is how we have to, this is how you fight the war by you, by either totally questioning everything or completely pulling out of it. Uh, those are the two ways we fight back. So yeah, I totally agree with everything you're saying. Well, you know, the root word uh, for wicked, which is what the, Luciferian evil people, whatever they are, um, is candle wick. And I looked at a candle wick closely and I thought it was one strand. It's actually two, like a braid. It's truth and lies woven together. So it's hard to discern. If everything they said was a lie, then we know to just believe the exact opposite all the time. But they tell the truth sometimes and lie sometimes. And the thing is, if even the government lied 1% of the time, it would be 1% too much. So if you told everybody, and this is probably a good average, half of what you believe, half of what the government says is not true. That's a ton of stuff. And so yeah. that that's pretty much the world that we live in. That's probably the average. You know, so basically the, you're on to something here, Sam, because the, the A and the B, the, the thing about the A and the B is that they're doing, that's either this or that. What, what they're distracting you from is the real answer, which is C, because it didn't come from a bat. It didn't come from a lab. The C is the whole thing is made up. So I, I think we're on to something here about Russia as well. It's not that the Ukrainians are at fault. It's not that the Russians are at fault. There's a third option. And from what I can tell, it's not that there's not really a war. There is. It's not, you know, the buildings did collapse. The issue is uh, who did it and why did they do it? Yes. So I think if, if uh, Putin was one of the, uh, what do you call it, economic forum youth leaders, you know, 30 years ago, as Trudeau, Trader Trudeau is, right, then they're on the same team, which means that Biden and Putin could very well be on the same team. And they're two players in a, in a staged wrestling match. They basically, they did COVID to have an excuse Yep. to bring in, you could call it soft martial law. They, they can't just do it. Otherwise, the public will say, why are you doing this? So they have to have a reason. The pandemic. Incremental so, so they're going to use this war to do whatever they want to do next. One more currency or whatever it is. So it's not that the war isn't happening. It's that the war is planned from both sides more than likely. I mean, as much as, you know, Putin has allegedly good qualities, uh, He's probably just a player like the rest of them. And he's following orders just like Biden and everybody else follows orders from above. And so if it's a fake, if it's a staged wrestling match, it's not that they're not fighting each other. It's that it's part of it's staged. It's planned. It's planned to say Ukrainian or, you know, Russian is right. It's planned to say it's either bat 
or lab. Have the bat and lab people argue with one another when it's really neither. Have the Ukrainian and Russia people argue with each other when it's really neither. Now, the last time I went in the produce department, I think there were more than two choices. And so the <laughs> the uh, government has us thinking it's either red or blue, Republican or Democrat, <laughs> liberal or conservative, and there's no other way of thinking. Uh, there's a lot of other ways. And, uh, you know, my closest, I don't vote uh, because I'd, I'd rather use that time more valuably, like by <laughs> taking a nap. But, it, you know, it could be considered libertarian. We know that both parties are corrupt because when Ron Paul was winning, they, they shot him down. And when Bernie Sanders was winning, they shot him down. So both parties are completely controlled. The fact that they admit that Bernie Sanders gets more votes but Hillary Clinton gets more delegates anyway. The fact that that's not illegal when it should be, we have a problem. They say, I well, totally it's a agree, dude. they say it's a private club. The Democratic Party is a private club, but but they're an interpreter. They're a step toward the president of the United States. So if a vote doesn't count for a vote on the way to the presidency, it's a vote fraud, period. And when yeah, they yeah. go after the guy who leaked the fraud rather than the people perpetrating the fraud, we have a major problem with our country. William Benny goes on national TV, says, I'm an eyewitness of 30 years at the NSA. They spy on Supreme Court justices phone calls to blackmail them to vote a particular way. Everyone goes, OK, nothing is done about it. Now, how can that be? How can there be no congressional FBI Justice Department investigations when a guy says the NSA is spying on Supreme Court justices to blackmail them? No one says it's not true. And there's not an investigation. This is why we have to get rid of presidential appointments. The people who are ahead of the FBI, the CIA, oh, they, yeah, need to, they need to be elected from within because you can have 99.999% of the FBI or Justice Department to be people of integrity. But if their head guy appointed by the corrupt president says, don't investigate this or you're fired, then they're going to do what they're told. I know? agree. So, so yeah, again, you went into a lot of stuff. I just want to kind of tag it a little bit. Uh, first of all, you know, the Bernie Sanders theft uh, at the top. I wasn't really a Bernie Sanders guy. I was just like, if the people want Bernie Sanders, they should get Bernie Sanders. And it was more than obvious. Hillary was Jack in the primary for him. That kind of kicked off the show that you're on. You're on now. Uh, I mean, he got I remember in Colorado or somewhere he got like, and it was more than one state. He got twice as many votes, not 10 percent more, 100 percent more votes than her. And she still got more delegates anyway because of the rules that are our private club. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. 100 but, but, but if it's a vote going from the person, the citizen through their party to the presidency, and they're basically admitting one vote for him counts for one and one vote for Hillary counts for 10. Why is that not illegal? I, I don't understand that. Yeah, it's all bullshit, man. But you're 100 <laughs> percent right about the two parties uh, on this show. We talk a lot. It's it's all Bush death call. They're both Bush. Bush uh, was working with Clinton. You know, the Koch brothers who are conservatives funded the Clintons to bring in to basically destroy the Democratic Party. They've successfully done that. And now. We just you even see it right now. Uh, you know, I, I the last of the two parties that I voted for was Barack Obama's first time in office. That was the last time I voted. After that, I realized that guy was just a straight up uh, Manchurian candidate that he'd been put in to emotionally manipulate us. And he did it. And I, I pulled out because he had the House, the Senate, the Congress, the White House. Yeah. He had, he had the janitors. He had everybody was Barack Obama. 
And all of a sudden, I'll know where these 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 blue dogs, Democrats are like, we're not going to play ball with Barack Obama. We're just not going to. And you're like, oh, that's it, because you're never meant to have all this. You always want to have it locked in. So that's kind of where we're at now. I don't know if you've seen this, Bart, but this new uh, Senate, this new Supreme Court justice that they're trying to get in. Have you guys seen what she is talking about? They interviewed her. They asked her if she could if she would define what a woman is. She said she would not. And what's even worse now is she she just they brought up an old case of hers in which she said an 18 year old and an eight year old were peers. And what they were doing sexually wasn't that crazy. And he was supposed to get like, I guess it was like 90 months. And he got she gave him three. And when asked why would she do that, she said, I would have to know the case. And then the senator should have followed up with or whoever was asking her, well, in what scenario do you see an 18-year-old and 8-year-old engaging in sex as peers? And, I I mean, this is like what, you know, it's like I'm, I'm I'm very spiritual. I have a spiritual podcast. Um, I'm not an organized religion guy, but I'm fine with everybody. If, whatever you want to believe that makes you a better person and, and live in the glory of the universe, I, I'm totally down with uh, teach their own and you believe what you believe and uh, just be a better person to treat people up. I'm totally down with it. But you know what, what the Christians were saying was happening in the eighties is full blown happening right now. You know, it is cultural Marxism in full effect. And they are they are. And it's been rebranded as ESG, environmental social governance, that is being pushed by these three or four major investment firms as the only way to work with them. And their trillions and trillions of dollars. So, you know, we have people like turning a blind eye to Leah Thompson. Uh, you know, if you're a man, if you're a man in sports and you test for having too much testosterone, you are kicked out of competing. We now have it so a, a man can be a woman being on hormone therapy, acting like his body still doesn't produce any testosterone and having the built of a man who tends to be anywhere from a half a foot to a foot taller than the women he's competing against, uh, dominating everybody, everybody acting like it's nothing. You know, we were talking about this the other day. Weak men right now are creating hard times. That's what we're looking at right now. Weak men creating hard times. And this all fits into this long con that's going on. So I, I totally understand everything you're saying. And I, 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 I agree with it. It's, it's happening in real time. And I think I, the, the thing to remember, Sam, is people who seem to be doing strange things, uh, whether it's, you know, George Soros, Bill Gates or any other people you might be thinking or talking about. While they may be doing strange things or wrong things, uh, Jesus says they are harassed and helpless sheep without a shepherd. When he was being murdered, he prayed to God, please forgive these people who are murdering me. They don't know what they're doing. So my prayer is that somebody like Bill Gates, George Soros, Trudeau, you know, somebody will Will, come, will be enlightened and come forward and confess their sin, confess what's going on. Um, I believe, and a lot of other people do, that we're living in the last days. Even people who don't call it that say a paradigm shift is happening. Even the Jews 
who believe the Messiah is going to come. They think it's the first time. Christians think it's the second time, but it's still at the same time they're talking about. So something's going on. And uh, what I think COVID is all about, I've studied it for years now, hundreds and hundreds of hours. I think it's a drill. A tiny little bit for the government agencies, but mainly a, psych- a psychological drill to train the public to submit in the event of an emergency. So now that we're trained to do that, uh, they can you know, steer us like sheep to do whatever they want to do next. Now, the question is, why are they doing that? It's my opinion, based on Janet Napolitano's last statement before she resigned as um, Homeland Security Director, just like Eisenhower had a little thing to say, look out for the corrupt Pentagon, basically, that he dared not say while in office like Kennedy did. And we know what happened to him. Janet Napolitano said a natural disaster is on its way that the United States has never before seen. Now, we've seen tornadoes, volcanoes, hurricanes, earthquakes, fires and floods. The only natural disaster that has never happened is also the only natural disaster you could know about years in advance. I mean, how can you predict a volcano and earthquake in advance? You can't. So there's some natural disaster that you could predict years in advance that has also never happened in America before. And that has to be something from outer space, a comet or asteroid. Now, if that's happening and the people who run the world already admit their goal is to depopulate the world by 93%, then If a solar event is headed our way, that would be a big shock to everything all at once, you know, geographically, economically, uh, climate wise. So rather than my opinion, than having all those people die within 90 days to six months, they're going to use the pandemic and the alleged treatment for it to gradually lower the population so that when that event happens, it won't be a shock. They've done a pre-burn. They'll be able to control the depopulation because they want to be able to travel and go to restaurants and, you know, have a functioning society. That's my opinion that, that, that that's the only thing in my mind, unless a pole shift, but you couldn't really predict that either. That'd be like an earthquake or a volcano. So it has to be, a cosmic event, a comet, asteroid, rogue planet, something like that is coming by. She said it's a natural disaster. It's never happened in the history of America. And it's a natural disaster you could predict years in advance. That has to be a space event in my mind. And if that's true, then this whole pandemic thing to, to court people into getting this injection, which kills the useless eaters, you know, because Hitler's list of who he wanted to depopulate first and phase one of the injection congratulations are identical the elderly the handicapped the diabetic people with heart conditions overweight people and and so forth so it's my belief that these injections are kind of like a time fuse they're going to take out the weakest part first of the population and then it's going to be gradual it's going to hit and that way it can't be so easily traced to the injections You see what I'm saying? They could give you a toxin and they know this technologically that could kill you within 10 years and one month. They could probably be within one month accuracy of 10 years if they know your DNA and things like that or your age group or your gender or whatever. So it's my belief that's happening. You probably stumbled upon. It became kind of Internet (laughs) 
fodder for the alternative media, the Diego report of a projection of the yeah. population yes. uh, made in 2017 for 2025. And originally it was something like 69 million when that word got out and they wanted to soften the blow. They said like 75 and they said 89. But in any case, it's a 65 to 85 percent reduction in the population predicted for 2025. Now, how could they possibly know that in 2017 unless they're making it happen and or they know of a so solar system event coming? All so, right. Well, you got me, dude. I'm uh, I, I am uh, now freaking out. So uh, do you think <laughs> let's do you all think... move to Knoxville. Let's go right. grab our shit. <laughs> let's go. go. To the <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, really. Do you think any of it could be Project Bluebeam? Well, you're talking about faking allegedly the second yeah. coming of the Messiah. I don't know what, what that is all about. I mean, the radio arrays like in Alaska and places like that, that they attribute to weather modification could very well be for something else. The weather modification is what they want the alternative media people to think. Uh, because it has to be something. It has to be something spurious, just like, you know, we know chem chemtrails are real. I, you know, believe it or not, conspiracy theorist Bart, when I heard a chemtrail said, oh, give me a break. And then, <laughs> then I wake up, start waking up at five o'clock in the morning, an hour before sunrise. And I see, I don't live anywhere near the airport, a literal grid day after day, year after year, that if you watch them, they widen into clouds. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh. And so why is that? What are they doing there? They're doing something and they're not telling us to about it because if they did we would object so it's got to be nefarious and bad are they blocking the sun are they poisoning us are they blocking the observance of planet x who knows but as far as a fake messiah uh i have heard that what i heard if you want to get into crazy land and seeing how <laughs> this is called the tinfoil hat now let's go there i have a yeah, friend no, who we're was, all about who, that action I, I was uh, have a friend who, uh, you know, military top security clearance type of person. Basically, if you if you study the Bible and believe like I do, you could call it Christianity. This whole thing uh, about left behind, that's a false teaching. You know, I know many people who used to believe it and they studied it. It's fake. That's called the pre-tribulation rapture, which means that the saved people are going to not have to go through the tribulation. Well, that's not true. It says word for word out of Jesus's mouth, there'll be terrible times in the last days, greater tribulation than in the entire history of the world. And after that time, Jesus will come. So Jesus, there is no secret, you know, being brought up. That's so, but, but the point is that many Christians believe that false teaching. And my source says they're going to take advantage of that. Now, what I'm about to say sounds pretty wacky, but theoretically possible. This whole array up there that people think is weather modification is something else. Uh, they're working on a project to send a radio signal back into time. You can't physically travel backward in time, but theoretically, you could theoretically send a, a transmission there. What they're doing, they're doing oh. something like putting a radio transmission inside of a laser so that it does light speed times light speed. They're circulating around the earth somehow, allegedly going back. But in their scenario that I was told, they tell, uh, basically there was a film uh, called um, Failsafe. And it came out about the time of Stanley Kubrick's, uh, what is it, uh, uh, Dr. Strangelove. 
even though Dr. Strangelove was 10 times more realistic, it was a comedy. This film was a serious film. It's basically what happened in the film. Uh, the U.S. did an accidental nuclear attack on, let's say, Moscow. And Moscow said, if you don't want us retaliating and destroying your entire country, you're going to have to intentionally drop a bomb on New York City to show your penance. And that was what they did. Otherwise, more people would be killed in that particular film. So my friend says what their objective is, is to send a radio signal back into time to lie to them and to tell them some scenario that you have to, you know, drop a bomb here or start this war. Otherwise, more people are going to killed. If they do it, let's say they went, they sent a signal back to the Nixon administration, told them to drop a bomb on the on New York City, then all those people and their offspring would suddenly not exist and people would disappear. Oh, my God. Do you see that? And therefore, they would fake this false teaching, you know, which it is completely false, whether you sincerely believe it or not. There is no pre-tribulation rapture. Jesus says, after those times, then the dead in Christ will rise. It says, when he comes back, the dead in Christ will rise first before the people who ascend into the air. The rapture is the second coming of Christ. It's not sometime before then. So if the dead in Christ are going to raise first, unless you see dead people getting out of their grave, then it's not the Messiah. And it's and it's not the preacher. People aren't going to send before the people and coming out of the grave it said so in the Bible. It says that Christ will be visible. Every eye will see him and that he will come after the tribulation, not before. So that's a way they could fake the uh, you know, what is it? The, the pre-tribulation rapture, which is a false doctrine, but many people believe it. And therefore you could say that's part of faking the second coming of Christ. Now, I don't know, you know, the mark of the beast, even though an RFID chip is <coughs> not good. And the reason it's not good is you're treating people like a piece of property. For example, if ever, injections were mandatory and they're mandatory under certain circumstances, right? Uh, already, you know, you call it legally or corporately. What that means is it's like, if I, if I was a farmer and I owned a cow, does my cow have a choice if I want to shoot it up with antibiotics, whether it's good for it or not? If I, No, it has no choice. Why does it have no choice? Because it's a piece of property. So if you force an injection on a human being, you're admitting that they're a piece of property, which is slavery, which is illegal. You see, so they know this. They can't really force. They can coerce you into it. And most of they the coercion manifest you to do it. M- most <clears> of <throat> the coercion is simply fear. Most people are getting these injections out of fear. And about manifestation. You know, and then other <clears throat> people, other people are getting them because they'll lose their job if they don't. <clears throat> but it's still Which their choice. Forced. It's still their choice. It's not force until they hold you down and you're struggling and they give it to you. Yeah. And they know that that would be crossing the Illuminati line. But they're so clever, they won't ever have to do that because they'll have 99% of the people give in out of fear or to get free food or money or <laughs> a bank account or whatever. But uh, all that free to say, beer, dude, free beer. Um, I don't yeah. do it. The mark of the beast, actually, if you study it out, the Catholic Church uh, changed the Sabbath around 363 A.D. And in their own writings, they admit Saturday is the Sabbath. If you have a calendar, Sunday is to the left, Saturday is to the right. All that God says in the Bible is it's the seventh day. Now, I think 
Jews are smart enough to count seven days over and over again from the beginning of time. And that's the calendar we have. If a, if a Jew rabbi celebrates the Sabbath as Saturday, it is Saturday. The calendar says it's Saturday. It's the seventh day. Daniel 7.25 prophesies that the Antichrist will change God's times and laws. The Sabbath is a time and a law. It's one of the Ten Commandments. If do not murder still applies, then the Sabbath still applies. All that to say, Daniel says the Antichrist, which is the Church of Rome. I'm sorry, I used to be Catholic. I can say that. Boom. And say, so yeah, we say it all the time. They, they, they admit that they're the ones who change the Sabbath. They admit if you ask a priest, what's the Sabbath? He'll tell you, admit it. It's Saturday. But because they're God on the earth, we have the right to make sin righteousness and to change the Sabbath. Now, all that to say, the Bible says in Exodus 31 that Sabbath keepers have a mark or a sign, the earliest translation is a mark, a mark on you, that you belong to God because you keep the seventh day Sabbath, not Lucifer's first day Sabbath, right? And therefore, when the Catholics say in their own publications, you can call yourself Protestant all you want, but if you worship on Sunday, you are belong to us because Sunday is our mark of ownership. So really, only Sabbath keeping Christians, you know what I mean, don't have the mark. Uh, and so even though the, the RFID chip is like a wild herring, like the, uh, you know, it really escaped from a lab. That's not true either. Even though that's a bad idea, uh, it's not actually the, the, the mark of the beast. The beast is the Vatican. They say their mark is Sunday worship. So the mark of the beast is simply Sunday worship. So, but RFID chips are always a bad idea anyway. And so, this whole thing about faking the second coming of Christ, who knows? I, I would say it could have something to do with the fake alien invasion, uh, because the last time I was in a hotel room, I had HBO, three of the 10 movies available were about aliens from outer space. Now, if three of the 10 movies were about how great the president is, or three of the 10 movies were about how terrible the president is, I would say someone's trying to influence my thinking. So there's three of the 10 movies are about alien from outer space. They want us to believe in. Keep in mind, Edgar Mitchell said he walked on the moon when he didn't. And he says aliens are as real as this moonwalk. Now, there's a book out called Privileged Planet where they prove scientifically, mathematically, that life should exist nowhere, not even on Earth. That life existing on Earth is like winning the Powerball lottery 20 times in a row and therefore it must be created. And even Ancient Aliens admits it. Well, I thought what's that was the name a, of the book. No, the TV show, well, the book that you need to read if you don't believe in God yet, but you're open to it, it's called Privileged Planet or The Privileged Planet. It shows mathematically that the only way we can be here at all levels from, from plant life to insect life to human life is with divine creation. They can prove it mathematically. It cannot happen by chance. OK, and then the, I thought this was a one time TV special called Ancient Aliens. You know, apparently it's <laughs> been going on for years, multiple episodes. And basically they, they took blood samples, DNA from every nationality of about 10 years ago. They call it the Eve Project. They traced it backwards and they say, without a doubt, scientifically proven, all humans came from one woman, just like the Bible says. And there was no. DNA genealogy before her, she just suddenly appeared. So ancient aliens are intellectual people. They admit it. They said, that's right. You know, there was one person, but they say we were made by aliens. And I'm like, okay, 
you've been on for three years. If I were in the first grade, I would ask the question, well, who made the aliens? And so they never even asked that question. And so basically they're planting the seed in people's minds. There is no God, even though the evidence is biblical, uh, we were made by aliens. And so if, if aliens don't exist because we're the only life in the universe, that means there's something else. Remember they're liars, right? That whoever met with Eisenhower, and, and some sort of spacecraft and said he was from, you know, some galaxy far, far away. He can't prove that. What if they're fallen angels? Because the top two UFO researchers, one name was Heinke, I think, and the other is Jaffe, one Frenchman. After separate decades of research, they concluded the following. UFOs are real, but they're not from outer space. They're from there Earth. There we go. And I so, got so much to ask you. Dude. And so I, if, I, if, if aliens, which they want us to believe in, like the moon landing, that means they're not true, but they want us to believe in them. So that, what are they? They're, they're fallen angels, in my opinion. Now, get this. This is where, and I'll let you talk. If, 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 <laughs> fallen, you. If, if, if aliens are fallen angels, what ancient aliens is really saying is that we were made by fallen angels. And who's the chief fallen angel? Lucifer. So they're saying, you're not made by God, you are made by Lucifer. And it says that in Ezekiel 13, the devil wanted to ascend to the authority and claim of God. And that's what they're telling the world. We are made by aliens, which is really fallen angels, which is really Lucifer. You're not made by God. Lucifer made you, is what they're really saying. Wait, dude, there's so much to get Whoa. into. So you, you, you seem quite... Uh, biblical you're into that when you talk about the van allen bell is there any part of that that makes you believe it might be the the firmament the firmament no i think we have to be careful here because they're trying to divide people instead of them being unified now i believe that uh empty space between planets is is a form of matter that's yet to be identified for example if you said to a fish what do you think of this water it would say what water it then it's not aware it's even in water einstein said that space is curved so if you can imagine a bathtub half full of water and you get into it what happens the water expands so when you put a planet or any object in space which is a form of matter we'll call like water it expands, it pushes around it. But what it also does is, is it puts equal pressure on all sides. So if you blow a soap bubble because of barometric pressure, it's going to form a sphere. That's just the only thing it can form because the pressure is equal all around. Same thing underwater. When you exhale as a scuba diver and the air comes out, it forms a bubble. So if we're in space, which is curved, like Einstein says, which we are, then that means every object is just going to naturally form a sphere. When Bill Casing first went on Oprah and said the moon landings are fake, they said, oh, you believe the earth is flat. And when I published, the funny thing happened on the way to the moon they said oh you think the earth is flat and when i published the book now they're saying oh you think the earth is flat you know the uh, the earth is a sphere this is a, a wild herring to divide people who know the moon landings are fake and the bible doesn't support that the you know song of solomon says you're about his girlfriend or fiance your eyes are diamonds your lips are rubies does that mean she had diamond eyes and ruby lips? No, it's their way of, dis of discussing the things going on. And so you got to understand the Catholic Church, the fallen Luciferian Church of Rome. A few hundred years ago, if you said the earth was round, they would kill you they, or throw you in jail. They wanted you to believe 
and the flat earth. If you believed in the flat earth, you were their buddy. If you said the earth was a sphere, you were their enemy because it was true. <laughs> Do you see that? So they persecute truth, not lies. If you lie, you're perfectly fine. So when everyone thought the earth was flat, they enjoyed that. The Catholic Church taught that. If you said the earth was a sphere, they hated you. Therefore, it's actually the truth. So now you still, I believe, cannot leave earth orbit for a spiritual reason. The, if the earth is a sphere, which I believe it is, and there's a radiation belt around it, which prevents humans from going from it in 1969 and today, it's going to take, if, if you could really go to the moon, first Von Braun said you'd have to have a rocket that weighed 800,000 tons. We have it. We have it from him in writing. He says these are irrefutable mathematical numbers. The Saturn V weighed 2,500 tons or a difference of 30,000%. So that's way off. And then, you'd and then he said once you landed on the moon because of sand micrometeorites, thousands of them hitting every minute, traveling at 25,000 miles an hour, you'd have to immediately go into a cave or otherwise you would die. You can't stand there on the moon for days and the lunar module for days and not have a micrometeorite hit you. It's not mathematically possible. So you'd have to figure a way to do that. You'd have to go through the radiation around it by launching at the South Pole, which you can't do because it's too cold. It would take at least 100 years from now for a man to walk on the moon. All that to say, maybe the radiation belt, although it does without it, there would be no life here because we'd be dead from radiation. But maybe there's a dual purpose. Maybe God doesn't want us leaving. You know what I mean? I have even a wacky other theory, and I'm saying it here publicly for the first time. What if when we have the capability of setting foot on another human body, such as the moon, that's when judgment day begins? You see what I'm saying? Once we get to that level, God says that's enough. Judgment day begins. You could even add a crazier theory. Maybe they fake the moon landing to postpone judgment day. That would be the one positive reason why they did it. There's even a positive reason. And I'm sharing this here for the first time, why they did the fake pandemic. Okay. The VP of Pfizer said, if you can tell me a reason why they're doing this, that's, you know, ethical. I'd like to hear it. Well, I have one likely not true, but theoretically could be true. I mean, theoretically, they faked the moon landing for a good reason to postpone judgment. So more people would be safe. That's a one in a million chance. There's a one in a million chance they faked the pandemic for a good reason, but it still ends up being bad. Let me tell you that. Let's say not only can they send a radio signal back into time, they can pick radio signals from the beginning of time. Okay. You've probably seen that 15 minute film about how, how nine 11 was foreshadowed and back to the future. It's a spooky film. So either the Illuminati is that organized in advance, or maybe they're grabbing pictures, news stories. I mean, it was on the news nonstop for like three months. So if they can grab bits and pieces of the future, that has to be one of the images they got. Now, how can they save people? You see, the thing is, if you prevent the event from happening, okay, if they got that radio signal, they're, they're sincere military people, they want to prevent it from happening. If they prevent it from happening, they would never receive the new signal in the first place. Do you see? Which means a future event, if it's a true prophecy 
or radio, it cannot be changed because if you change it, you wouldn't have received the radio signal in the first place. If you change a prophecy, if I have a, a vision of the future and I change it, then I wouldn't have had the vision to begin with, which means it can't be stopped if it's a true prophecy of the future. So maybe they secretly got out 3,000 people or something if that's what happened. Now, I say all that to say the following. What if they grabbed a radio signal from the future and they saw this terrible pandemic, a real pandemic, okay, killing millions and millions of people. And they said, what can we do about that? What if we pre-inject everybody, right, with this new technology? We don't quite understand it, but it's our best shot to save as many people for that coming pandemic, but not knowing that the injections are the pandemic because the future cannot be changed. Do you follow that? You're the first person I've I've told that to publicly. That's the only ethical reason why they fake the pandemic, but they don't realize they're causing it through this time loop. If it's a future event, it can't be prevented. So in their attempt to prevent it, they actually caused the event that they received the premonition from, you see? And so interesting. It's but super more than likely, more than likely, they're deliberately trying to kill everybody. That's more than likely. But I just throw that out there for amusement's sake. Can, right, I, can, right. I, can I ask I one real add, quick? Can I ask one real okay, quick? Sorry. Johnny, you can just, ask this one. will be a real quick one. Uh, Apollo Intern is allowed the, to talk. Go on. The Gemini missions and the Apollo missions where astronauts were lost. Were, were those real? Were I mean, were those done just to fake that they were efforting um, a moonshot? And, and did those people die? Just for that reason, it's something well, I don't know of anyone who died in a, in a Gemini flight or an Apollo flight. Well, there's officially. like a test flight. There were a couple. OK, so you don't. OK, uh, the fish, the official record says nobody died uh, except for the three people on the ground. And that's a whole nother can of worms that they were murdered deliberately. Not my okay. opinion. The opinion of the dead man's widow and son, who's a 747 pilot. They said they murdered them deliberately, I believe, because he was a whistleblower not willing to cooperate in the taking of the moon landing, but that's another story. So or do I think space flights below the radiation belt are real? Yes, I do. That doesn't mean they're faking some space shuttle, uh, space station flights for whatever reason. They can still fake, you know, orbital missions and still the earth can still be a sphere. You know, the corruption of the government doesn't have anything to do with the shape of the earth. The shape could be a triangle, and they're still corrupt beyond measure, and they would still fake the moon landing and still fake, you know, space walks and uh, space station things going on. I mean, some of the stuff that flat earthers put up uh, that proves that they're faking, you know, this video of the, uh, you know, space station, it looks fake to me. I think those points are extremely valid, but it doesn't have anything to do with the shape of the earth. It has to do with the corruption of the government. For example, the space shuttle, when it first started, they were thinking at the most they would launch maybe two shuttles a year with maybe a year between the two. And during the, I think they've done did like 125, 35 launches and they were launching like four a year for like, you know, 10, 20 years in a row. That's just an insane pace. People don't realize how dangerous that is. And, and they only lost two of 135. So why are they in such a hurry? You understand? They're, they're at this insane pace for a reason. It's my opinion 
that they likely have another space station up there uh, because what they claim is that in order to synchronize through multiple orbits, I don't know, it took some long amount to dock with the space station, like a day or two. And then the Soviets do it and they do it in five hours. And, and you know what they said is the reason is, well, they, they have better math than we do. Okay, I think if two plus two is four over here, it's going to be. So what they're really doing is doing something else up there and then docking with the space station that everybody knows about. So why are they in a hurry? It ha probably has something to do with this solar system event. If it's a rogue planet, which it could very well be, and I could go into that, then. Yeah, what are we talking about? Well, if, if no, gravity, if gravity uh, is a curve in space, that means space exists. Space is matter. How can something that doesn't exist curve? So what that means is this empty space between planets is a form of matter yet to be identified. Now, if that's the case, if I'm in, let's say, you know, we have a scientific cube of water and I put a bowling ball in there. As I push the bowling ball forward, it's pushing water or space, the curve of space ahead of itself. Yeah. So, so if planet X is inbound and it's approaching the asteroid belt with millions of asteroids in it, it's going to push those out of orbit in an extremely unpredictable way at a way that we'll only see them, you know, an hour or a day in advance. So maybe what they're building is some laser up there to shoot those things when that thing happens. The proof of planet X is actually in the Bible, believe it or not, and in the secular historical record. It says in 705 BC, which is, I believe, the book of First or Second Kings, that King Hezekiah was told he was going to die. Get your affairs in order. He begged God, give me more time. He, the prophet said, I'll give you 15 more years. And he said, well, prove it to me. And the prophet said, you want the sundial to go forward or back? And he says, anybody can make it go forward, make it go back. But it wasn't really a sundial. It was steps. And so I guess each step shadow was an hour. So instead of the earth having to stop, go backwards, stop and go the other way, not that God couldn't do that. What happened was, is the earth tilted. And strangely enough, as best as Bible scholars can prove, that event happened in 705 BC. Now, here's an interesting thing. Prior to 705 BC, all the calendars of the world that had advanced uh, astronomy, like the Mayans, the Chinese, the Hebrews, and the Egyptians, they all had the Earth's year at 360 days. That's why there's 360 degrees on a compass. Now, get this. That means that every month, is exactly 30 days. Now, if you have 12 tribes of Israel and 12 months that are exactly 30 days, how can you say there's not a God? How can there, how can that not be divine creation? That's clockwork, you see? So if there's if there's 12 months at exactly 30 days, that can't, that's a math. That means creative design. So what I believe happened in 705 BC is a rogue planet came by the earth because immediately after 705 BC, when apparently the earth tilted as recorded in the Bible, suddenly every calendar in the world, the Mayans, the Chinese, the Hebrews, and the Egyptians, they all immediately changed to 365 and a quarter days. So what does that mean? It means the earth was pulled further away from the sun slightly so that it takes longer to go around. Well, what could do that? Something larger than the earth. So mm -hmm. when Jesus was on the cross, and there was darkness, not over a 500 
mile area like during an eclipse and not for three minutes. It was over the whole Earth for three hours. I have an astronomer who calculated that a rogue planet came by that he said was seven times larger than the Earth. And when he did the exact math, it was 6.66 times larger than the Earth. Now, here's, here's, here's even more. The most, the most powerful telescope on the Earth is owned by the Vatican. Not only is it a 3D telescope, binocular, it's also infrared. So if rogue planets exist, you cannot see them by an optical telescope, but you can see them by an infrared telescope. It's located in Arizona, and it's run by the Jesuits of the Vatican. And the name of the, Jesuits. Tele the, name of the telescope, get this, guys, it's called the Lucifer Telescope. Now, no, Malachi, no. Malachi, Malachi Martin, who was a Jesuit, but he disavowed it. And on his deathbed, he said about that telescope, they're tracking an object that is going to have a significant part in last day history. I believe they're tracking object Lucifer, Lucifer telescope, Lucifer object, the rogue planet, planet X, the destroyer, the rogue, the rebel. What is it called? A rogue planet. What does rogue mean? It means rebel, rebel planet. It represents the devil. And guess what destroyed the proof of divine creation over evolution? The devil's planet. It destroyed the testimony of divine creation. And now get this. I've read the Bible many times from cover to cover. And the last time I read Isaiah, I knew that Revelation is about the end times. I knew that Daniel is about the end times. And suddenly Isaiah is all about the last days. When it says the day of the Lord, it's not the first coming. It's the second coming. And Isaiah 13, 13 says this. When the day of the Lord, the end times happens, the earth will be moved out of its place. So it was moved out of its place in 705 BC. And I believe it may very well be moved out of its place again. The orbit of the earth could become oval, which means super hot summers and super cold winters, or it could cause asteroids and comets to hit us. There was a Weather Channel documentary about rogue planets. And you know, the Illuminati, they plant seeds to claim they're warning people. Five years ago, there were all these discoveries. Rogue planets are everywhere. There's one rogue planet for every star in the universe, which means our solar system has one too. And so they did us this weather channel. They posted it and they took it down. Now, I got a copy of it. It's actually on my YouTube channel. And they say if a rogue planet only came between uh, Jupiter and Saturn or some three quarters of a billion miles away, it would pull Jupiter further away from the sun, which would pull the Earth further away from the sun. Now, and which, of course, would cause untold chaos. Now, it gets even better. Jesus said that one of the signs of the end of the age would be the stars would fall like ripe figs. Well, I think that's a meteor storm, right? And planet X is known for having meteor trails all around it. And as it passes around the Earth, it causes two meteor storms, one coming in and one going out, and it gets better. Jesus said another sign of the end of the age is that the seas will toss and turn madly. Now, right now, the moon, one quarter the size of the earth, makes the oceans go in and out in some places about 20 feet. If planet X is about, you know, seven times larger than the earth, that's about 30 times larger than the moon. Imagine the tidal effect it would cause 
the tossing and turning of the seas to be mad. Do you see? So there's a lot of indications that the solar event, solar system event that Janet Napolitano talked of, though it could be an asteroid, it could be a comet, it might be worse than that. It might be Planet X, which is God's instrument to bring in the tribulation. God damn. Wow. Uh, and it just really quickly, I, d- I didn't quite understand. So the, the test pilots that died, like, you know, that were going to be on the in the Gemini missions and then the uh, Apollo one, like Gus Grissom and those guys. Do you think I, I have the cynical view that maybe they uh, NASA intentionally, you know, set them up for failure so that there would be some kind of like jingoistic patriotic fervor? You know, and I'm just wondering, do you think that, that that's possible? Do you think they died? Or? Yeah, be, because sometimes we hear about these things uh, through, you know, lead of a lead of a lead. There's a little misinformation. There weren't any Gemini deaths, at least officially that I know of. Oh, now, well, according- I know there were test pilots. There were there. Were, who was it? Hold on. I'm, I'm sorry. I have it right here. Uh, Elliot C. and Charles Bassett, they were test pilots. They were next up on Gemini and they died. Uh, in a yeah, they died in accidents on Earth, not in space. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's, the, that's what I wanted to clarify. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, the Fox special. Basically, we took a funny thing happened on the way to the moon to Fox. They uh-huh. said, great, let's air it. And their lawyer said, no way. <laughs> and uh, and so they created the first episode of Conspiracy Theory. And uh, the first episode was called Conspiracy Theory. Did we land on the moon? They interviewed me. They used a lot of my research and they came up with their own. It's an amazing documentary. They found out there were something like, you know, nine astronauts who died in accidents who were Apollo backup crews all within like two years. Now, if there's a McDonald's of 30 people and nine of them have fatal accidents in two years, I think the police might investigate that. And so uh, three of those deaths were the Apollo one crew, which would have been the first crew to walk on the moon. And so when Gus Grissom was starting complaining, you know, we're 10 years away and was holding impromptu press conferences, putting a lemon on top of the spacecraft, calling it a lemon when he was to be the first man to walk on the moon days later he dies in an accident the day before he died keep in mind i interviewed his widow and his son for hours and hours and his widow says that he told her the day before he burned alive the cia for the first time ever was all over the launch pad and the very next day he's dead you see and so they have forensic evidence and all of this i talk about in the book for the very first time which is at sabrell.com because they asked me not to publish it during the time my film came out because they were working on their own legal proceeding oh, interesting now i'm free to put this in the book so one of the reasons that the government doesn't want the truth of moon landing to come out it's not just that they counterfeited the alleged greatest event in human history it's that they murdered their own citizens to keep it a secret and if you take it to the next level to murder them that took resources that took you know the wiring to cause the fake fire and the personnel and the the paychecks that the personnel received from the cia so what they're really saying is not only did the government killed their own people to keep their crimes a secret. We paid for it because that that personnel and materials to commit those homicides were provided by one third of the income of everybody in this country. So the first document of our nation isn't the Constitution. It's the Declaration of Independence. And it says these are the first rights that people have to what life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness What's the first one life. And they took it away of their own citizens to hide their own crimes. And they used the citizens money to kill their own brothers. So it goes on to say when any country becomes destructive, not 
not as good, not not where they should be, destructive of these ends, which killing their own people and financing it by their own citizens is, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it. And we are we are at that hour, I think on November 22nd, 1963, because the dead man's nephew, okay, who has more access to any information than he does, than anyone else does, says 100% certain the CIA killed John Kennedy because he was going to shut down their department, which, you know, I believe completely. It only takes about an hour of research to know that one. And then you have 3,000 architects and engineers saying, you know, 9-11, you know, was not done by foreigners. You know, when you take an oath in the military, you take an oath against all enemies. And what are the two kinds? Foreign and domestic. And the boogeyman is always Russia or Iran or whatever. The people who fake the moon landing are Americans. The people who killed Kennedy are Americans in the government. The people who Mm -hmm. did 9-11 are Americans. And so there are traitors in our midst. George Washington had to deal with them and we have to deal with them now. And the problem is when honest people, even if you disagree with their philosophy, you have to admit that I think if I had to guess, Bernie Sanders and Ron Paul are at least sincere. They won't allow sincere people up there only corrupt people. And I'm like, well, why didn't Ron Paul run again? Because once he saw how corrupt it, he didn't want to go through. So what that means is honest, sincere people, once they, they don't even want to be at the top. So what's left, you know what, Mike Adams, I write for, for natural news uh, blogs. And he said something very profound. He said that the people who run this nation are gangsters and if you look at Brennan, a former CIA yep. director, I mean, he even looks Prime like bosses. a gangster. He looks like a gangster. And that's exactly right. You cross them. The guy who leaked the, the Democratic you know, stuff. OK, so I go into this in my book when I when I, it took me 15 years to write the book, two years to edit it. And when I was just clarifying the information with the dead man's relative who was there when they filmed the fake Apollo 11 a year in advance, his house was broken into, even though he had a security camera password, the, the CIA knew all of that. They took all the documentation to prove his relative ever was there. And then three days later, they say they show up in person and say, if they ever talk to Bart Sabrell again, they will kill him and his family. This was less than two years ago. So I called the White House press secretary, a United States senator on the Intelligence Committee and the regional FBI to get whistleblower protection for this family member of this person. But you know what? He didn't care. He was dying, too. And I haven't heard from him since. So uh, this this is an embarrassment. And the, and the main embarrassment isn't that they faked the moon landing. That is embarrassing because it's the most it would hurt the heart the most, you know. If there were, even though it killed the fewest number of people, probably fewer than Kennedy, because they had to kill 200 Mm -hmm. witnesses to cover that up. They probably only killed maybe eight people to fake the moon landing. Right. But it would be it would be the one that would bring about the most change because it's the most burned into people's emotions. They waved flags. They cried. They prayed for them. They held ticker tapes, prayed for them. They put it in an encyclopedia that's printed, you know, in every scientific book that they walked on the moon. And it's a complete lie. So not only. Will people be outraged? The very next thing they're going to have to investigate is the Apollo 1 fire. Do you see that? And that's too much for the government to be able to allow. So even though, you know, all these documentaries about 9-11, they're openly on YouTube. That's 20 years ago. Who cares? They're they're in such control. They don't care. You can have all the evidence in the world about 9-11. So what? Has has anyone gone to jail for it? Nobody. And I still I heard a news report the other day. 
they're still prosecuting something that happened 21 years ago. They still haven't gone to court yet in 21 years. I agree. So the moon landing, even though it's a long time ago, it's the most embarrassing one. And then it would prove that they murdered their own people beyond a doubt. And that's a little bit too much for them to handle. So that's why, you know, they're still to a certain degree. By them, by them you, you mean to handle by them as in like the people? You think it'd be too much for us to handle? No, it's too much for the CIA to handle. I mean, they they don't want, in my opinion, although they could self-inflict wound and, and, and admit that the moon landings are fake to bring the dollar down. Uh, crash the economy, crash the stock market, and maybe they could they could do it, cause even more division, cause civil war. I don't know, uh, but th- I think at this point the only reason they're threatening my source is because it's important to them for the truth not to come out. You know, and also they- NASA is a money making machine. I mean, they, yeah. it's they make fifty mil a day off that thing. It's so. a money diverting machine, rather because yeah. it's just all exactly. our money. It's, it's, it's a front, obviously. And uh, but then I just thought, believe it or not, just two days ago. Oh, okay. So if NASA is a front, what about the CDC, the FDA, the Department of Housing and Urban Development, the Interior Department? You know what I mean? They're all it's all money. They're doing token token things. You know, they have to build some public housing. Otherwise, you know, people say, what are you doing? They have to, you know, get pollution out of some water. You know what I mean? They have to have some good advice about an illness or whatever. But if if it costed today's dollars two hundred billion dollars to pretend to go to the moon, shot in a TV studio, that you know where did most of that money go? And they admit, you know, we've we've misplaced two point three trillion dollars. It's amazing. There's yeah. a congress, there's a congressional yeah. law in the nineties. Like Congress passed a law by like the year two thousand. The Pentagon has to have an audit. Has to show where you're spending money. They didn't do it. Five years later, not done. Ten years later, not done. Fifteen year, late, years later, not done. It's a law. They're ignoring the law. They're in violation of the law, nothing happens. So, <laughs> you know, this is the world we live in. And so when I saw that tape, Sam, and I and it dawned on me, the window shot, they really did fake the moon landing. That shot is I, incredible. I, I'm, like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is the world I live in. This is the country I'm a member of people who do such a despicable thing as lie about such an important thing when they really didn't have to, they could have just said, you know, it's going to take more time, but for whatever reason, for money, greed, pride, whatever, they faked it. And it's, it's significant spiritually. They faked the greatest event in human history. They boasted the ship that God himself could not sink about the Titanic and back to the Tower of Babel to reach the heavens never finished. So it's this consistent thing that the greatest event of mankind is never actually done. The bit largest machine ever built, the Titanic, never makes one voyage. The tower to reach the heavens never finished. And the greatest accomplishment, man on the moon, actually never done also. There's a spiritual thread going through here. All right. I have a couple questions. Um, first of all, when I want people to go check out Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon. What were some of the more shocking things you've learned in that in that film you got? And what does the movie talk about? Well, you know, what, what is really shocking about it is how simple it is to prove that they didn't go. First, all you have to do use is deductive reasoning. OK, so today with 21st century technology, NASA can only send an astronaut one thousandth the distance to the moon. So what they're claiming is 
that with 1960s technology that had never been used before, with one millionth of computing power of a cell phone, they went a thousand times farther than they can send an astronaut today, which means they were 1,000 times more technologically advanced in 1969 than they are in 2022, which is impossible. Technology doesn't go backwards. So that means they faked it. Otherwise, technology went backwards, which is impossible, which means they faked it. So that alone proves it. And then you can just show one picture from Apollo 17 that we show in a funny thing happened on the way to the moon where an astronaut shadow is at 12 o'clock. A rock is at five o'clock. Sunlight is parallel no matter where you go. So if they're intersecting at 90 degrees from objects five feet apart, that means it's an electrical light, which means they're not on the moon. So you have that proof. That's all. Then we have the window shot of them faking a model of the Earth with the CIA telling them how to do it. So you have deductive reasoning, which proves that technology can't be a thousand times more proficient 50 years ago than it is today. You have them faking a one model, one foot model of the Earth in front of your eyes. You have shadows at 90 degrees from objects five feet apart, which is impossible in sunlight, which means it's electrical light. And then we have a deathbed confession of a guy who was there who gave us the base, the code name, 15 people who were there. There's more than enough proof that, that it didn't go. To, to me, the shocking proof to me is the window shot. That was when I realized that window really shot go. is even Rogan talked about that back when he was down with the moon being faked. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, that that is shocking where it's like this famous historical picture that they have you believe in is actually yeah, and for now not for now some reason he's saying that he thinks they went i mean that's like saying i'm sitting in the audience of copperfield you know levitating an elephant and i'm like wow that's amazing someone says well go backstage and i see the crane and then they say go back in the audience and be fooled and amazed again yeah what's the official line on that on that footage uh, actually, uh, the, my greatest critic says that is them faking being halfway to the moon, but they went anyway, they say they're, they're, they're rehearsing it. And I said, okay, <laughs> if every, if every minute of the mission cost a million dollars and if every ounce cost a million dollars, why go through this elaborate, you know, model and extra equipment to fake being halfway to the moon when you could use the, you know, the real earth out the window. If you're really halfway to the moon, you would rehearse with the earth out the window. So why do you need to create a fake earth for the rehearsal? And in fact, but that, and that's destroyed a second time because these actual clips, the best part of them is part of the NASA record as being the earth floating in space. It's the same shot, which in their documentaries, they claim is the earth floating in space. So it's amazing. My greatest critic admits that this is them faking being halfway to the moon, but they went anyway. You know, I talked to a professor out of Airspace University. I said, what if you saw Neil Armstrong confess on national TV crying? I'm sorry. The moon landings were fake. I was there. It was fake. He said, I'd still believe they went. I mean, wow. What can you do? And this is a guy teaching college. In I, mean, right? I, I mean, that's people that still got the COVID. Yeah. It's people that still got the COVID after getting the vaccine, still telling you to yeah, get the vaccine. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I talked to I talked to a guy who got three shots, still got COVID, and and he and he parroted the line on the news. Well, but you didn't die and go to the hospital, so it's working. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, so you had three shots of something not to get the illness. You got the illness anyway, and you're still defending it because that's what you're trained to do in the media. It's unbelievable. Exactly. Now, yeah. uh, I have a couple more questions. Uh, we, on this show, we've done episodes on 
are the Challenger astronauts still alive? That they went up, blew up. There's all these people that have the same name, look like them, but well-aged. What's your thoughts on that, Bart? Well, what's the most valuable thing that you have, Sam? What is it? Uh, I mean, um, time. You're a smart guy. You know, I could be a millionaire, a billionaire. I could lose it all and I could make it back. You can always make more money, but you can never make more time. So if there's a spiritual battle going on, which there is, regardless of what you believe, I know you see that. Okay. Then I believe there is. I think then, 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 you know, the Bible says, even though we're saved by grace, which is we can't undo people we've murdered, but we could be forgiven for it. You see, that's what grace is. But at some point, if you're unrepentant, you're not going to make it into eternal life. Right. So what we have a limited amount of time to, to turn away from our sin and towards spirituality. And if we're distracted, we have less and less of that. And the devil's going to win. Now, the devil was a fallen angel. And the Bible says, woe to the earth, because he's thrown down to you and he's mad because he knows his time is short. He's right now an eternal being until God takes him and destroys him. He knows that's coming and he's basically taking it out on the children of God. How can he get even? How can he hurt God? By pulling people out of heaven. How can he do that? By distracting them. Why do you think? I mean, people watch a hundred hours of television a month. That's two and a half work weeks, two and a half weeks of work. People spend vegging out when they could be, you know, talking to one another. I saw people at the park I'm near. They obviously drove to get it. It's a lake, you know, and father and um, mother, a husband and wife, son and daughter, all in their cell phones, not looking at nature, not talking to each other. So, I think the, you know, if they can fake a picture on the moon, which they did, then they can fake an after picture of this person. All that is simply a distraction. It doesn't matter. That's the bigger issue. It doesn't matter whether the, the challenger people are still alive or not. It doesn't matter. What they're trying to do is to distract us from the corruption. Isn't it interesting that this, I mean, it doesn't matter. They're wasting your time. Therefore, they're winning. If we keep debating whether the earth are, is flat around, they love it because we're wasting our time. You see? So they're that's jacking your loose. They're just messing with conspiracy people. They could pay a guy from the Pentagon to say I was there when I talked to aliens and they could deliberately have a craft they made in a factory, put an alien hieroglyphic on it, have a sheet over it and deliberately have the sheet blow off when people are going by, you know, to say, oh, I saw this, you know, people, alternative media people need to be wake up and, and realize we're being led by hook and nose most of the time. Look at the fact that almost all of the alternative media is talking about Ukraine. That's what they want us to. Don't you see that? They, every, me, every media station is talking about Ukraine, and now every alternative media station is talking about Ukraine when we should be talking about what they don't want us to talk about. You see, we're playing yes. into their hands. They'll, they'll say, you know, I've met a general who said, you know, UFOs are real when he was told to say that. You know what I mean? It just we have to be be aware. There could even be, you know, fake people in in, in, in uh, alternative media. For you all we believe know. in know. clones? Sure, absolutely. In fact, uh, 
I, I have information that they were cloning people in the in the early 60s. Uh, they were using people in the military and military families to do that. They've had clon- a lot of technology, at least electronic, you know, doesn't come out until later. And they were doing that for all. For example, I think I talked about this on someone's podcast, uh, Face of the Sun from podcast a long time ago i i'm a, a you know started as an actor theater person i know actors and and i uh i noticed that uh the pope the current pope and an actor jonathan price and this is before the movie before the movie where jonathan price played the pope five years beforehand i said they look a lot alike but 20 years apart in age and then somebody told me because uh he uh, I don't maybe go into that part, but basically there's fingerprints and there's face and all that stuff. But one of the best identification markers is the earlobe and the, or the shape of the ear. It's like a fingerprint. So I did an enlargement on Jonathan Price's ear and I did an enlargement on the same ear on the Pope and they were identical. They even had a mole in the same place on Jonathan Price, 20 years younger. It was barely there. And on the Pope, it was really there, but in the exact same spot. And then five years after I point that out in a podcast, he plays the Pope. Now, you, if somebody sees a picture of Brad Pitt, you know, from the 1800s, is it because he went back in time or is it because it's that they're cloning multiple copies of something? I don't know, but but it seems to me that if they have the mole in the same place, the same ear, and I noticed they looked exactly alike, like a twin, though 20 years apart. I mean, how can the mole be in the same place? How can the ear be the same shape? And how can I notice they look identical? How can that happen? Can can that be random? He is the Pope and he is a famous actor. Those are kind of in the same circles, you see? So maybe they find a model that they like. Another interesting thing is if fallen angels uh, are aliens. What do aliens want that when they abduct people, for one thing, they uh, invoke some people invoke the name of Jesus and they run away. Right. So why would the name Buddha, Bart, Sam matter to aliens? But for some reason, St. Jesus makes them run, makes the aliens run away. And then they're very interested in abducting uh, or harvesting eggs from women and sperm from men. What is that all about? Maybe they can't breed with each other. Therefore, they have to you know, create things from scratch. So it seems like uh, there's something, something going on there. Cloning, alien abduction, something like that. In fact, the two top UFO researchers, you know, not only did they claim after independent research that UFOs are real, but they're from Earth, not from outer space. They used the word demonic. So if a fallen angel has been around for 6,000 years or more, they could have technology that can become a spacecraft, a submarine. I mean, that's really the best. You have three mm. Earth to hide. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got three, yeah. And they're steam coming out of the ocean, but they're not from outer space. They're out of the ocean, which means they're from Earth. And so if they have 6,000 years of technology, yeah, you probably could make. I mean, that'd be the smartest vehicle to have, wouldn't it? Something that could be a submarine and an aircraft at the same time. You can't do much better than that. And that's what people that's what people see. So, so Barr, let me ask you something. Do you think Michelle Obama's got a dong? Well, <laughs> we've, all, we've all seen those. We've all seen those pictures. 
where <laughs> she's wearing tight pants. We've seen yeah. those and we've yeah. seen something that may maybe shouldn't be there. And <laughs> then then we've also seen then we've also seen uh, and heard when when Obama was on, I think, the lawn of the White House and there were dignitaries, generals and whoever was there when referring to his spouse said me and Michael, blah, 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 blah. He didn't go back and correct it, but he said crystal clear me and Michael. Now, if you were a transsexual and your name was Michael, you'd make it Michelle. If you were Alex, you'd be Alexandria. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, if you're if you were Bob, Samantha. Bobby with an IE. So, I mean, why would you say Michael ever? Ever. I mean, I'm sure you said Michelle from the day you met till now. Why would he even say Michael? And less somehow you maybe met as Michael. So if 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 honorable politicians are really dishonorable, if people who are national heroes for walking on the moon are really liars, if someone who claims they're straight, they could be gay. Someone who claims they're gay could be straight, you know, uh, and this, that and the other. We know the world is run by a bunch of liars, so they're probably lying about a bunch of stuff where they're from. Uh, the, you know, who knows their, their sexual preference? What they're going to tell people what they want to hear. And uh, yeah, I mean, I heard him say Michael and I saw in more than one video um, something that seemed to be out of place. And uh, then, of course, we have uh, that famous comedian blurting out that that's the case, you know, about a Michelle Obama. Yeah, children. Yeah. Now, what that has to do with anything, I don't know. Other than you never know, bro. We're, Might we're, have something to do with in something. a world of deceit. That's a fact. And uh, people don't see that because they don't believe in God, so they have no concept of good and evil going on. That I mean, why in the world, if Bill Gates' his parents found found Parenthood to basically, you know, lower the population and of a per, per, per uh, and of a certain ethnicity in particular, because they were racist. If that's his growing up philosophy, the world is overpopulated. When Elon Musk says it's not, you can fit everybody in the state of Texas, by the way. If he constantly says it, for example, I'm a filmmaker, right? I, I want to do a feature film. That's my dream. Now, do I just hope it happens? No, I have a script. I have two producers. I have a cast. I have locations. I have a plan. So if I'm a multi-billionaire and I think the world should be lowered by 93%, which is if you have a picture or a room of 34 people, he wants to get rid of 32 of them. If that's his goal and you're a billionaire, does he just sit back and, you know, I, that'd be nice if that happened. Does he sit around and hope that it's going to happen? No, I think he has a plan. So why in the world would a guy who wants to lower the population by 93% invent a medicine that's going to save the lives of hundreds of millions of people. I mean, I think you can figure out that one. Isn't that a little contradictory? You know, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. So the world is full of deception. They'll occasionally tell the truth, wicked candle wick. But at least I would say half of everything in the world is a lie. I mean, advertising's a lie and, and you know, contracts and conversations. And, you know, I, I watched a couple of Seinfeld episodes for the second time recently. And it's all about lying. The whole show is based on how funny it is to tell a lie. All the elaborate lies that they tell to not tell the truth. That's really the, the entire premise for all nine seasons. Lying. Yeah. And, and they bring that into the culture. Lying is perfectly fine. You, you know? And 
it does it doesn't say not to lie as the Ten Commandment it does say not to lie against somebody, not to falsely accuse somebody, but you can imply that it's not lying. In fact, it does say in the end of Revelation, the unbelieving, the cowards, and all liars will be thrown into the lake of fire. So the first sin, you know, of mankind, the first sin ever on planet Earth, it wasn't murder, it wasn't adultery, it wasn't robbery. It was lying. It wasn't even committed by mankind. It was committed by Lucifer. Did you know God didn't say that? He said this. He didn't say that. He said what he said. So, you know, when I kill somebody, there's a dead body. There's the widow and the orphans. When I take your TV, there's that blank space on your wall, and there it is here. But when you lie, where is it? How many people are in jail for lying? It's an ethereal sin that you can't put your hand on. So it's the most devious and it's the favorite of people who run the world. But what I discovered as I was writing Moon Man, which is at Sabrell.com, is that when a person lies, they're actually admitting what they're doing is wrong. Otherwise, they tell the truth about it. They lied about faking the moon landing because they knew faking the moon landing was wrong. So when someone lies, including the government, you, me, whoever, it's actually an admission that what you're doing is wrong. Otherwise, you would simply tell the truth about it. Jesus says the truth will set you free. And, you know, there's, there's Groundhog Day, there's Flag Day. I always had this fantasy there'd be Truth Day, you know? <laughs> I, thought, I thought January 1st, a friend of mine says, no, everyone will be hungry. <laughs> so, so January 2nd, maybe it should be New Year's Eve when everyone's drunk and they'll be more likely to, to spill their guts while they're intoxicated. <laughs> but uh, just tell the truth. You know, I, I had uh, a time in my life where I kind of did an experiment. I'm going to tell the truth about everything. And it was so freeing, literally emotionally freeing. Does this dress make me look fat? Yeah, it makes you look fat. <laughs> do, you like, do you like this color I painted in my house? No, it's terrible. You know? Is Jeffrey um, Epstein alive? Is Jeffrey Epstein alive? Uh, now that I think so back to the earlobe, because when they, I, I, I took a picture, I turned it, reversed it or whatever, a picture of him and his earlobe and a picture of the corpse going out with an earlobe. They were not the same ear, no way near the same ear. Okay. I got to ask something real quick. I'm yeah. going to ask two questions, two more questions. First of all, you got punched by buzz. Was it a oh. tough punch? Did he connect? Yeah, he did actually, it actually, (laughs) actually hurt my tooth. You can see from the video, I'm kind of going back. He's got a good velocity. I didn't see it coming. No, the guy's in good shape. And uh, unfortunately, you know, basically he should have been prosecuted for assault. I mean, it's on camera. Right. I there. the prosecutor told me we're not going to prosecute a national hero. Now, isn't that interesting? Your scales of justice, (coughs) you know what I mean? Uh, what is that? Aldrin over here, Bart up here. Is, isn't this the good side, I guess? You know, so if I had punched him, I would have gone to jail. But him punches right. me, won't even do anything about it. You see that? Right. Yeah. And that's the real justice system. It, it's not it's not fair. They they target people. That's what the whole IRS thing. I did the math on it. They can make more money by charging a, a 10% federal sales tax than the IRS brings in. But they don't. Plus, they'd say 50 uh what is it? $50 billion a year or something like that. 
that it takes to run the IRS because it all be electronic, wouldn't need them anymore. You just pay as you go. And you collect all that undeclared income from drug deals and people who don't follow their taxes because they yeah. have to spend it and you collect it when they spend it. So they make so much more money without the IRS, but they can't have their Nazi attack dog without them. So yeah. they go after this person, but not that person. And it's it's all corrupt because we got the, you. The, the, head of, the head of all these departments are, are appointed by the current president who nine percent is corrupt. So if anyone of the FBI says, even second in command of the FBI says, we need to investigate this person for this corruption. And if the guy above them said, or girl above them says they're not, don't do that. They don't do it. So the whole thing is just, you know, corrupt beyond imagination, beyond the longer I live, the more corrupt I see the world as, and the more horrific, the things that go on, you hear these strange, like I said, chemtrails, give me a break. Absolutely true. You know, and then I heard, oh, the Titanic was brought down because the Federal Reserve was people on. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Well, <laughs> maybe actually. And then you hear about, you know, blood of babies and all this weird stuff. Jim Caviezel's talking about. And I'm thinking, oh, that's, oh, you know. But then again, you know, you look at the pictures in these people's houses of like child molestation, child rape and all this stuff. Why would they have a picture? I mean, if I like sunflowers, you know, it'd be all <laughs> over my, my house, pictures of sunflowers. And if they have pictures of baby rape and torture on the wall, that's I agree, bro. You know what I mean? I agree. It's, it's kind of what I talk about with stand up comics, like these guys who talk about this dark stuff, including child pornography, uh, child, uh, you know, um, child molestation. They do jokes about now. I'll defend everybody's right to do jokes because I don't want to be the guy who decides what is right and wrong, even though I think those those jokes are wrong. But then it just becomes a slippery slope. But yeah, I always think your act is a window into your soul. Now, if you had asked me, you know, three months ago who my favorite comedian was, I would have said Dave Chappelle. And then I watched a special. I had Netflix for a month so I could watch one particular film. And I, I saw one special. It was great. I watched the ne next one. And he made a joke about a priest molesting a boy. And there's just nothing funny about that at all. You know what I mean? There's nothing funny about the Holocaust. There's nothing funny about molesting children. There's nothing funny about it at all. Now, he has a right to say it, and it is free speech, and he can right. say it. I think he needs to think about it a little bit more. You know, that that's not funny in the slightest bit. And how ironic that the church that's supposed to be, you know, the, clo the greatest, closest church to God is the exact opposite. You, you know what I mean? And what are the two things they're known for? doing something the exact opposite of creation and molesting children, you see? So how could that possibly, I mean, there's thousands and tens of thousands of indictments against priests for molesting kids. Tens of, it's a culture. Yeah. And, and I'm like, and people still refuse to go to, they're still Catholic after all that. You know it's what I mean? crazy, dude, which I, brings me to my next question. Our final question is Jesuits. What are your thoughts on Jesuit? Because I'm going to be honest with you, man. Uh, here's my whole opinion on space is that I don't know what is going on out there because you don't. I, I, well, can't I was counting on you. <laughs> I can't go <laughs> out there. And I know that the heliocentric <laughs> model was created by a Jesuit, which I and listen, I have no I like if you ask me where we live, I think it's a realm uh, I think there is just this very special place we live that fits in the kind of what you're talking about, how it doesn't make sense, how there's life here. And 
and that there's something special going on here. I'm open-minded to everything uh, from whether what your opinion of the, you know, with the Narabu and even to the flat earth. I'm like, I'm open-minded to it all because I can never get that high to see what it really is. And, but what are your thoughts on the Jesuits? Well, as best as I can understand, they're the CIA of the Vatican. You know, the Vatican is its, is its own legal country. It's a country. It's legally a country. And most people don't know this, but CERN is also a country. They say it's in Switzerland. They say it's in France. It's neither. It's a legal country, just like the Vatican, so we that no one can legally that. stop whatever they're doing. No one can enter there legally. I mean, you could do it anyway as an act of war or whatever, or police police put stop them if they're doing something dangerous. But technically... Legally, you can't enter CERN. You can't stop whatever they're doing. They're their own country. Imagine that. So basically, in, in Revelation 13, it says that there are two beasts. The first beast sits on uh, uh, the city with seven hills, which is Rome. It's surrounded by seven hills. But then there's a second beast, and it uses uh, kind of terminology that you can interpret, which indicates that it's the United States of America, which is basically the bouncer, Right for the Vatican. Who goes around overthrowing democratically elected governments nonstop? The bouncer of the United States, the second beast of Revelation 13. So basically, the and then the bouncer of America is the CIA. And the bouncer of the Vatican mm. is the Jesuits. You see, that's why they're in charge of the Lucifer telescope and nobody else. You see that? That's not an accident. I mean, you can look at the Supreme Court there were two religions only on the Supreme Court, at least at this stage. One of them makes up 20% of the population, and one of them makes up 7% of the population. And all nine justices are one of those two religions, without exception. Oh, that's, statistic that's statistically odd, isn't it? So, you know, the good thing is, is that a Supreme Court nominee could tell them what they want to hear and be their own person and do what's right. That's a possibility. Let me throw out another conspiracy <coughs> theory. I haven't mentioned anybody, but I think the the head of the Supreme Court guy, if you tell me his name, he's kind of a young looking guy. I uh, forget his name. Was it John Roberts? I think it's him. Yeah. Uh, there was a picture of him a year or so ago. He had kind of like a bandaid over his head. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure he said he fell down or something. The, the, the Bible says the eyes are the key to the soul, and they probably are, but I don't know how to interpret them. As far as detecting lies, the mouth is a giveaway. When Obama was asked a simple question, like, where are you going to spend the Super Bowl, you know, in, in one week, two weeks? He said, well, we haven't decided yet. And then he smirks a little bit. Just like Clinton, it depends on what is is, smirk. And a real liar can look you straight through the eye and lie and they can just do it. But then they're proud of themselves, you see, and then they <laughs> smirk a little bit. So John Roberts always has to, he's, he's a, forgive me, I could be completely wrong, but my interpretation of pictures and personality of faces and facial expressions is he's a bit of a smart alecky like I am pretty much. And I don't know why, but it just hit me that that little scar on his head was someone like a mobster telling him, you better do it this way. And he said, I'm going to do what I want to do. That's, I believe, where that thing came from. Somehow, that's what my spirit tells me, that 
you know, Kennedy was elected through pretty much Illuminati gangster connections, at least in part, you know, Chicago, wherever they got the last votes. But once he was in there, he decided to do his own thing. And so they're not going to allow that. Right. And uh, so Supreme Court justices are kind of the same way. You're supposed to do what we say. And we listen to your private phone call. You have a mistress when you, you know, are married or you, you have a gay relationship when you say you're straight or whatever it is. They say we're going to release that to the world through the media unless you vote this way, whatever. He has that facial expression to where at some point maybe somebody asked him not to do that. I mean, I mean, to vote a particular way. And he said, I'm not going to do that. And they literally punched him. And, you know, whacked, hit him with a board or whatever in some environment somewhere. I I know it sounds silly, but I think something like that happened, that it wasn't falling down the steps. I think I think someone roughed him up. And uh, if they're listening to Supreme Court justices, phone calls, that's an established fact to blackmail them. Then what is roughing them up to, you know, hitting them upside the head just to remind them that they could be killed next time so if we have supreme court justices that are being blackmailed and in a way they're supposed to be above the president of the united states really you know what i mean at least as a as a whole body you know and honest people can't make it to the top you know what can we do there's a scripture where jesus in talking about the last days not only does he say tribulation in the last days than at any time in history beforehand. And my opinion is why that is, is because we'll have multiple tribulations simultaneously of earthquakes, meteor strikes, pandemics, economic collapse, you know, all at the simultaneously. And then he goes on to say, unless God intervenes, meaning he will, no one will survive. So unfortunately, uh, my interpretation of that is the evil people, they are going to win. I mean, the people who killed Kennedy did a fabulous job. The people you who think, think the evil the, people are going to win? Well, before before divine intervention, I'm saying in this realm, before God comes in, before the second coming, they're going to have their way. You know, the Bible seems to indicate that, that this is their domain up until a time. So they did an excellent job killing Kennedy. They did an excellent job faking the moon landing. They did an excellent job with 9-11. They did an excellent job with the pandemic. And they're only getting better and better. And they're only infiltrating more media, more and more seats of government at the local level. I'm talking about councilmen are infiltrated. I'm talking about administrators of, of, of hospitals are being blackmailed and bribed. It's everywhere. And if, 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 the Bible says everyone would, would die unless God intervenes. It's going to get so bad, which to me, it can only get bad if the evil people are in charge. Therefore, they're going to win. There is no physical way, in my interpretation, of stopping the evil people. They, they are too much entrenched. Uh, they can nuke us all if we get too close, if they wanted to. So what can we do on an individual basis? We can repent of our own sin, as Paul said uh, save yourself from this corrupt generation and god saves you but you qualify by simply repenting confessing your sin and stopping it to the best of your ability and then maybe move to the country maybe start stockpiling a few uh items you know 
and ride it out to the best of your ability. That's all we can do. You know, if, if my most favorite, and I wouldn't say it's my favorite, it's actually not my favorite, but the most important scripture <laughs> in the Bible to me is what good is it to gain the world and forfeit your soul? And that's why I feel sorry for Bill Gates. I feel sorry for George Soros. I don't I hate couldn't them. agree more. I feel sorry for them because they did take the moon landing you know, brilliant job. And they're doing p- the pandemic brilliantly and they're going to do whatever's coming after the Ukrainian war brilliantly. And then when they die, you know, they won't make it. They will not live forever. And if someone doesn't get eternal life, they're a complete failure. And for those who, who don't believe in God, at least believe it's possible. Read the privileged planet, because if you're wrong, if there is a God, and if people who turn from their sin are given the gift of eternal life, there's anything less than that is worthless. No matter what riches you have in the world, you can own the whole planet could be yours. The space shuttle, the space station, every airplane, all the golden rubies and all the women, if your guy could be yours. And it's still meaningless because it's only going to last 90 years and eternity is trillions upon trillions upon trillions. And it'll be a world without sin. God promises that he says, Basically, he's letting this go. It's like if, if I have a 21-year-old son and he graduates college, I give him the keys to a car. What he does with it is his. He could DUI it into another car. He could you know, sell it for drug money. And that's people say, well, why does God let evil things happen if he's alive? Well, God doesn't allow the evil things to happen. We do. He gave us the earth and he's going to let it go on and let us fail or succeed in case fail as a divine lesson for all the angelic host and for ourselves. And next time, you know, that'll be it. It says sin will not happen a second time. So God is not going to let gangsters live forever. He doesn't, he is not going to have that happen again. This is a test, whether you'll go the selfish physical way or the, you know, disciplined spiritual way that basically you can either have pleasure now and pain later or pain now and pleasure later. And if the pleasure lasts forever, you're better off betting on God, better off betting on Jesus, because if there is a God and if there is an eternal life and you qualify for repenting, I think it's well worth the price. So that's all we can really do. I think the evil people are going to win. It's going to backfire on them because, you know, they're going to try to they're going to either kill too many people or their own people are going to start dying. It's going to backfire because if if unless God intervenes, no one will survive. That means they're not going to survive either. They're going to start a chain reaction that's going to backfire on themselves, you know, anyway. So even if they win, they end up losing even in this realm. So all that we can do is save ourselves from this corrupt generation by repenting of our sins, turning to God and pledging to live a righteous life from this point forward and maybe move out of the cities and maybe stockpile a few things to ride it out because something's coming. Janet Napolitano warned us, you know, they're, they're warning us now, you know, you know, there was a nine 11 exercise day at 11. There was a co coronavirus in China exercise to happen. And in July, they're doing a cyber attack, you know, rehearsal. So if we take the previous pattern, you know, it's going to be two months after that. What they're going to want to do is some event, whether you caught, whether it's a comet, asteroid, rogue planet, whatever, they're going to want to take down the alternative media. They're going to want only their point of view to be heard. 
and they have to take down the internet and only allow broadcast television, which is 100% controlled unless you're some, you know, local UHS station somewhere, right? They're going to want to take that down and they have to have an excuse for it, right? They have to have an excuse for martial law, the pandemic. They have to have an excuse for food shortages or one world currency, maybe World War III through Ukraine. And they're going to have to have an excuse for taking the internet down so that the only information you get is theirs, right? I mean, if all that I saw, there was no alternative media, I would, I would think the pandemic is real. I'm a sucker. What can I say? <laughs> I believe the moon landings are real. And I thought chemtrails were stupid and I was wrong both times, you know? <laughs> so that's what they're after. They could even have, you know, part of the internet working and part of it not working and claim the hackers did that, you know? That's probably coming at that point. You know, are we going to have banking? Are we going to have food? And to be quite honest, and I've only shared it a couple of times, I had a heart procedure. Fortunately, they didn't cut me open. They went in through like a vein in my leg and, and they like poked a hole in my heart. I'm asleep, of course. And when I woke up, I don't know where it's because anesthesia was such a great restful sleep. I was just super wide awake. I mean, like I couldn't sleep for more than 24 hours. And the split second I went to sleep, I had a vision of letters in front of me. It said, Luke 2111. Now that's pretty specific, isn't it? <laughs> so naturally I looked it up. It's Jesus answering the question will be the signs of the end of the age. And he said, there will be great earthquakes in various places disease, pandemics, food shortages, and great signs in the heavens. So go. I had a dream where I saw a license plate on the front of a car. In my state, you don't have to have them on the front. You can put whatever. And the license plate said, Mark 13, 13 through 14. That's pretty specific. <laughs> so I looked that up. That's also an end time scripture. I believe the first vision scripture, which was more than a year ago, is God basically saying the end times have begun. Don't wonder it has started. The second one, the, it, I'm paraphrasing, it says when you see Jerusalem surrounded by the enemies you know, of God, flee to the mountains. Now that part stood out to me, flee to the mountains, which I think God is saying, get ready. If you want to survive it physically for as long as possible, flee to the mountains, get ready, get out of the populated cities. If you can, or there. let's go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Hey, uh, hi, Tony. And uh, so I think God is telling me, you know, there, there's still some time left to stock up on supplies, but that, that is, is that window of opportunity is closing quickly All right. flee to the mountains. Bart, it was a great show. You came, you saw, you dropped the hammer of the gods on us. One more time, tell them where they can find you. You can go to Sibrel, S-I-B-R-E-L.com. You can get a copy of Moon Man, which reveals you know, all this new information about the moon landing fraud. If you want an autographed copy, I make a little bit more money off of that one. It's there, but a regular one is just like 20 bucks for print. $10 for Kindle and I think $18 on audiobook. And it's an interactive book. There's 15 links that you stop, you read part, you go to link one, link two, link 15. There's one of the links on there. When you see it, I mean, it'll just 
give you goosebumps. It's basically a subliminal message someone discovered in the national anthem from 1960 was already there saying consume, consume, uh, uh, obey, submit, obey government. The government is your God. Right in letters in between frames. You can see it. It's undeniable. And I use it as an example of media control, which preceded the fake moon landing. All right, brother, you were great. You know, you came, you saw, you blew away our expectations. We're very honored to have you on. You have an open door to come back whenever you want. I hope the swarm shows you number love. And I appreciate you guys. Sorry, I was a little under the weather, so I couldn't make it in the studio. But today was a banger. Great show. And I hope to see everybody in Arizona and Texas. And we will talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Great week of podcast. We love you very much. Have a great week. Take care, everyone. Bye. We go deep, homeboy. Open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.